Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Trilled Tidbits. I'm Eric Kane, alongside Matt Ray here at VolQuest.com and VolQuest on the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Follow us along for Trilled Tidbits every single Wednesday. And of course, if you're listening, appreciate it. And go ahead and uh, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast. Um, week 10 of the high school football season, it is approaching. Or week, okay, this is the point of the season where I, I get confused on what... There's two regular season games left in East Tennessee, I can tell you that. Uh, but we we are going to look back at last week's action. And Matt, let's go ahead and start with the big-time targets. Uh, does not play football in East Tennessee, of course. But, um, uh, you know, an athlete, Tennessee likes a wide receiver in Cam Michael. We've talked about him a ton on Trail Tidbits. Uh, he came in for a visit, uh, you know, earlier this season. Where does Tennessee stand at this point in the stage with Cam Michael? Yeah, Cam Michael's coming off a tough loss um, at Statesboro. Uh, you know, he continues to produce there, do, does a lot of different things. A really – you know, high upside athlete, I think, when you look at it overall, you look at some of the teams that are battling here for him down the stretch. This recruitment has gotten more interesting of late to me, Eric. I think for Cam Michael, he came out of the spring and the summer with an idea in mind of making a decision in late November. Coming out of his Tennessee official visit, which was the South Carolina weekend, that had bumped up. It was up to late October, no later than the end of the first week of November, ideally November 3rd, um, so really just a couple of days into the month. Now that's changed. I, I still think that for Cam Michael right now, he's going to make a decision sometime around Thanksgiving, if not on Thanksgiving Day. But I think as he has kind of had all this sit on him for a little bit and started to weigh things out, he's realized how tough this decision has became. Um, or has become to to make here. So Texas A&M still in this thing. Tennessee's very deep in this thing. He's continuing to have positive conversation with Evolve. Colorado remains a factor. They're one you have to watch out for. I'm sticking to the theme with Cam Michael. Let's see where he ends up at over the next few weeks. Um, Georgia has has came in and started pushing hard. That, that they want him as a wide receiver. Now, obviously, they had some attrition in the class. He, Nicar decommitted and didn't waste any time in going to Miami. So, for Cam Michael, um, you know, I asked him earlier in the cycle, what, what will this mean to you if Georgia comes in and starts pushing? Obviously, they're the home state school. There's some ties there. You know, what is that, what's that going to feel like for you? And he didn't feel like it would be very genuine – because they had recruited him as a cornerback for so long. Now, I think the key here is that Georgia started pushing for Cam Michael as a receiver before Nikar decommitted publicly. And I think that's something that stuck in his mind that, okay, you know, that they were here where they were with a number of receivers and they still value me enough that they're going to try to push for me as a receiver right now. Then Nikar 
decommit and obviously Georgia's push ups even more. Um, so he tells me that he will visit Georgia on November 4th. I think he'll be back in Knoxville on November 18th if things go according to plan. So he could go somewhere potentially on November 11th. He could go somewhere this weekend. He was originally scheduled to be at Kentucky um, on an official visit. As of right now, I do not think that visit is a go. We'll see what happens moving forward. But right now here at the middle of the week, I don't think that visit is a go. So, again, where does Cam Michael end up at? There's a lot of question marks out there between now and then. But if he ends up back at Tennessee in the middle of the month, just a few days before he gets ready to decide, you know, Tennessee has a chance to right the ship and keep things moving in a positive direction. The Vols have been a constant in this for him. He has a strong rapport with Kelsey Pope. He has a really good relationship with Joey Halsley and Josh Heupel. He continues to communicate with them daily. So, you know, right now Tennessee's still in the thick of this, but it's just got a lot more um, condensed for Cam Michael here as the finish line is, a, is approaching. Yeah, Tennessee trying to add, um, you know, to that wide receiver spot in the class. Cam Michael's been a name that we've heard an awful lot about for months. A newer-ish name still in the class of 2024. It's a Virginia Tech commit. That's Chance Wiggins, six foot two and a half, six foot three, about 200 pounds. Um, he's been here to Tennessee to see a game earlier this season. What's the latest there with Wiggins? And, and again, a, a Virginia Tech commit. Yeah, so Tennessee's still um, keeping close tabs on Chance Wiggins. Um, we'll, we'll see if they end up offering him ultimately, but he's talking to them frequently. Um, he was here for the Texas A&M game. By all accounts, that visit went well. I think he's in the process of trying to weigh some things out in terms of his own recruitment. Tennessee's not the only school hitting him up. They're, they're not the only school working quietly on Chance Wiggins. There's some other schools involved there. And obviously Virginia Tech's fighting hard to hold on to him. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if Tennessee's going to make a push there, they're going to have to offer and they're going to get him back here for an official visit. I do like their chances of getting him back for an official visit if they push. And I, and I think, again, some of that kind of depends on how things play out here over the next couple of weeks with Cam Michael. But we'll see where they go with Chance Wiggins. I think Chance Wiggins does a lot of different things um, that Tennessee covets. I think he's really good down the field, really good ball skills the ability to run after the catch. And he he's a bigger frame guy. He, he's a true vertical passing threat. And, you know, that's something that Tennessee really covets, uh, a guy that can go up and high point the football pretty naturally. So, you know, we'll see where things go with Chance Wiggins. But he is talking to Tennessee consistently. He's enjoying what he's hearing. And we'll see if they get him back to campus at some point later in the cycle. Matt Ray, look at that separation right here in this highlight tape. <laughs> you got to love it, buddy. Didn't see a lot of that in the second half uh, against Alabama. I said what I said. I'll stick to it. Uh, trying to add on to that running back uh, position again in this class. Uh, you got Peyton Lewis. Daniel Hill is a name. He's been here a couple different times, official visits. Um, was here in the summer. Of course, he was here for a game a couple weeks ago. Uh, what can you tell me about Daniel Hill, the running back from Mississippi? Yeah, you know, don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse here with, you know, Daniel Hill and Cam Michael, but wh where do they go? over these next couple of weeks, where does their decision timeline go? I mean, no, nothing's making these guys lock into a certain decision date. They're to the point where these schools are, you know, going to wait until the end um, to, you know, probably see where things go. Uh, Daniel Hill was, you know, there, there was rumor out there that last week he would make it to South Carolina for an unofficial visit. That didn't happen. He did make it to Alabama this weekend, um, took in an unofficial visit there. So, you know, 
Is there a chance Tennessee can get him back on campus? We'll see. If so, I, I would have to think it would be that George game. But who knows? Um, he's, he's been really tough for any school to get to campus. Um, I, I think it helps Tennessee's chances. I, I continue to think the Vols kind of sit as that middleman between Alabama and South Carolina right now. Uh, you know, I think depending on who you ask, I think the Gamecocks have, have lost some buzz. Um, but, you know, we'll see where things go. When does he ultimately decide? And, you know, for Daniel Hill, th- this decision timeline has been pushed around a good bit. Um, you know, he's locked in publicly a couple of dates and pushed those back. So he's clearly in no hurry. He He's a guy that, you know, I think is weighing this process out to try to make sure that he absolutely makes the right decision. Um, he hasn't visited a lot of campuses, so I, I really don't look for a new school to get involved here or, you know, a new school that may – you know, be slowing things down for Daniel Hill. I think it's just these three schools. And once he wakes up, you know, in the middle of the night or wakes up that morning after sleeping on it, it's just, hey, it, I'm done. It's over. I'll, I'll make the decision. You know, we'll see. But I do think that Daniel Hill's relationship with Jerry Mack is is critical for the fall. The, the longer this one goes, those two have built a strong rapport. And Jerry Mack's been good at closing the deal. So we'll see. I, I do think Tennessee needs to get him back to campus, though, for sure. Well, hello. One more 2024 target before we look at uh, a stat roundup for the week with uh, three commits and then one uh, hopeful, uh, you know, target at least from the JUCO ranks. Let's go to an offensive lineman. Talked about him a lot. Was here a couple weeks ago unofficially. Going to try to get him back for an official visit. Tennessee has climbed in this one. Um, you know, he is uh, the number one ranked offensive tackle in the country according to on three and the on three industry rankings. That would be Jordan Seaton. Absolutely. He is a massive priority for multiple programs across the country. And if you're Tennessee, you need to try to find a way to get this one done. Um, I, I just think it probably means more to to their offensive line class than any other offensive line class kind of that you're looking at. Jordan Seaton was at Oregon this past weekend. Um, by all accounts, a, a visit that went well. You know, the Ducks will try to get him back to campus at some point. He'll see Ohio State officially. He'll see Tennessee officially. All these other schools are going to try to get him to campus on unofficials as well. Georgia's in the mix. Florida's in the mix. Alabama's in the mix. Ohio State's in the mix. A lot of schools continuing to swing at Jordan Seton. You know, I think for Tennessee, you have to continue to show well. Your offensive line can, has to continue to impress him, you know, and, and show that there's some development there. He came away really impressed with how John Campbell played when he was here for the South Carolina game. You're going to get him back for arguably the biggest game in Neyland Stadium in the, this year, depending on how things shake out here over the next couple of weeks. But um, you know, the Georgia game is still going to have a lot of implications to it. Um, so you're, you're going to have a chance to impress him again and, and do it against you know, probably a team that's still ranked number one in the country when that time comes. So, you know, for me, I think Tennessee has to continue building on this relationship. But the Vols are still deep in this one. I think that first unofficial visit went a long ways with Jordan Seaton. You know, this, this is one, though, again, whoever the leader is today, that may not be the case tomorrow. And, you know, I, I, I kind of look for Jordan Seaton to take this up to the finish line. I think this one goes to signing day. Like, in fact, I know it's going to go to signing day regardless, even if he makes a public commitment. Um, this one's going to go until he signs his letter of intent somewhere. So we'll see what shakes loose with Jordan Seaton, but the Vols are definitely in it. 
um, and continuing to work right along here, continuing to have good conversation there. All right, Matt, let's shift gears to 2025 and look at the clock here in just a couple hours. Um, A running back is going to come off the board, and Tennessee is in a good position uh, for Justin Baker. Justin Baker is a three-star running back from Buford, Georgia. We uh, saw a little tape of Buford last week and talking about all the talent that's there. What can you tell us about Justin Baker? And more than anything, um, how is Tennessee kind of feeling entering decision day? Because, Because there's a couple other schools that obviously are in this one. Yeah, so, I mean, I think starting with Justin Baker talking about his game a little bit, you're talking about a guy that really kind of emerged onto the scene last fall as a sophomore at Buford, doing it as a two-way guy, playing linebacker and playing um, running back at Buford High School. Now, obviously, he was playing behind Justice Haynes last year, the former five-star Alabama commitment, but, you know, sharing some of the workload and, and Justin Baker started to emerge as a name to know in the peach day and man flying all around making plays. But I think when you look at Justin Baker, there, there's a few things about him, the way that he carries himself and, and then the, you know, the natural physique, he's, he's not going to blow you away in terms of measurables. He lists at five, nine, I'd, I'd probably put him closer to five, 10, uh, around 200 pounds. But man, he, he looks like he's been chiseled out of a piece of stone. Um, you know, very, very well put together running back, carries himself very well, very high IQ, a guy that, you know, when you talk to people in the state of Georgia, it's a guy that's very well respected because of the way that, you know, he kind of handles his business. You know, you're talking about a guy that's now got 20, 20 something division one offers and started, you know, he, he was generating buzz entering his sophomore season. He backed that up. He could have left Buford, right? You know, Justice Haynes transfers in for his final season at Buford. What was to keep Justin Baker there? There were plenty of other places that you can go and you can play. I think Justin Baker was loyal to that process. I think that benefited him. I think if, if you talk to people down there, he benefited from being behind Justice Haynes, saw how he did it, found that that's a level he wants to play at and continue to to work toward. And I think he took a lot away from that. Now here is a junior. It's really starting to come together. Buford's going to you know, have a chance like they do every year to win a state title. Um, he fits a lot of the things that you can do that, that Tennessee does, as you can see here in the film. He runs really well between the tackles, got really good balance, a really powerful, really powerful first step. Um, he moves really well, um, runs through tackles with his frame. I mean, he's just kind of a bowling ball. Um, the, he, he just motors through contact. He, he finds a way to fall forward. Uh, so, so a really uh, probably underrated running back prospect, in my opinion, when you look at it, a guy I think that has a chance to continue to climb the rings, he's top 400 guy right now anyways, which I think already, again, he's coming out of the shadows of Justice Haynes. So you know, he, he didn't have the stats that some of these other sophomores have and some of the game film that some of these other sophomores have and was doing it both ways. But heading into the decision here, um, you know, Tennessee, Eric, we talk about this a lot. Um, June, January – unofficials and junior days lay the groundwork for for summer visits and then you turn those around into game day visits Tennessee was able to get Justin Baker up here um after offering him they got him up here at the end of July he visited again um for a game day experience earlier in the season he's he's related very well to Jerry Mack um now 
credit to Michigan, who I think is Tennessee's biggest competitor here in this one. They they were able to do some of the th- same things. Got in there a couple of times in the spring and summer, and I think there's probably some optimism on the Wolverine side heading into the decision. But right now, I think there's reason to be confident if you're Tennessee, given you know you, you take the visits, you take the relationship, you take the proximity to home. I, I think there's some reasons for the Vols to be excited with him right now. Um, but Justin is a kid that plays everything very close to the vest. He's very high IQ. He's very deliberate in everything that he does. Um, you know, so he, there, there are a few schools factoring in here for Justin Baker, but you have to like Tennessee's chances going into this one. Yeah, and uh, we'll see one way or the other if he's going to be a future volunteer or not. That's a commitment announcement coming up here in just a couple hours. What is it, 7 o'clock Eastern? 7, 7 to 7.30. Okay, uh, Eastern time. So, again, here in just a couple hours to see if – uh, Justin Baker is going to be a part of the class of 2025. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, let's look at some guys who are a part of the class of 2024 and our weekly uh, stat roundup for Tennessee recruits and commits. Let's start with Braylon Staley, a guy that is always uh, good at sharing stats, a guy that posts a lot of good stats every single week. Just a modest 56 yards, nothing doing, three receptions, but... Of those three catches, two goes for scores. One of the more underrated guys, if you can even call him that in this class, maybe just because there's a five-star uh, a five-star receiver also in this class. Um, but I think that's Braylon Staley. Uh, continues to have just such a great year. Yeah, just continues to make big play after big play. And I'm looking it up right now because I meant to earlier in the day. Um, we appreciate all the schools that, um, that put their um, stats up. Week over week, and it's it's pretty it's pretty tough trying to do something and talk at the same time, isn't it? It it is pretty tough Welcome trying to, to do something life. and talk talk at the same time here. Um, so Braylon Staley told us, um, obviously Braylon Staley, a friend of the show, yes, um, you know, told us earlier in the year that the goal for him was ultimately to get to one thousand yards. So right now, forty nine receptions for eight hundred and fifty three yards and ten touchdowns, and Strom Thurmond is seven and two. So he needs a patented. Braylon Staley, about 156-yard night to get it in the regular season, but obviously they're going to the playoffs. So Braylon Staley will have a chance to eclipse that 1,000-yard mark. So good for him. And I, and I do agree, maybe not a maybe not an underrated guy, but a guy that just sometimes gets forgotten. I think he's the guy, Matt, that you think about after you think about Mike Matthews, obviously. Because like Mac, Mike Matthews is going to be that guy that everybody talks about. It's like, oh yeah, Braylon Staley, one of the best wide receivers uh, in the south, in the state, one of the best athletes from the state of South Carolina. Yeah, absolutely, and a state that's getting, you know, continuing to produce more and more talent. Yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Speaking of Mike Matthews, let's go ahead and, and touch on him here. Another the other wide receiver in this class, four receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. He wants to embrace the uh, embrace the physicality of the game this year, but he's also at a traditionally uh, a run a run-first program, he's still reeling in those stats, Matt. 
Yeah, down the stretch here for Mike Matthews and down the stretch for Parkview as you get ready to gear up for the playoffs. You're not going to be able to be one-dimensional in 7-8 football in Georgia. You're going to have to feed your five-star playmaker. And, you know, Parkview had a test on Friday night. They played unbeaten Newton and the, you know, Josh Skelton, one of my favorite coaches in the state of Georgia, a guy that is just thriving in, in that opportunity there. Um you know, that was long past overdue, um, you know, suffered their first loss to the hands of Mike Matthews and Parkview. And Mike had a big night on Friday night, a really nice touchdown catch, and as Parkview outlasted Newton 28-21. to 21. Well, the guy that's going to be throwing those guys the football is going to be quarterback Jake Merklinger. And a uh, good little stat line, 13 for 14, casual, 289, two touchdowns, five carries, 17 yards, wheels, but he found the end zone. Jake Merklinger, uh, a pretty solid nod at the office there last last Friday night. Yeah, and I think when you talk to Jake Merklinger, the only stat, and I think the most impressive thing about him, and the only stat that he's going to care about right now is 8-0. Um, yeah. when, when I went to Calvary Day and sat down with him earlier in the year, it was, hey, if we can get to this game, then we're, we should be 4-0. And if we get that one, then we have a chance to get to 7-0. And then this game's on the schedule, you know. And it, Everything was so strategically plotted out for him for how this season could play out. But, man, he is playing phenomenally right now. I don't care what level of football you're playing at. Who you're playing, you go 13 of 14 on a Friday night with those numbers, you had a night. And, and Jake Marklinger continues to have a night as he has Calvary Day cruising right now in the regular season. And as we uh, kind of finish off this edition of Trail Tidbits and our stat roundup, one of those junior college defensive linemen, Tennessee's in on a couple of those guys trying to get them to campus. Uh, one we're going to highlight here is Kamari Copeland. Uh, he had five total tackles in this game last Saturday. Kind of where is Tennessee with Copeland, but also that defensive line position in the JUCO ranks? Yeah, you know, Tennessee's continuing to, to scour that defensive line position. All three of those JUCO guys are in play. Expect all of them in town at some point in November. Copeland continues to feel like November 18th for the Georgia game, as is Brian Taylor. I think Jamal Wallace will be pushed back to that following week. Um, and then, obviously, Elias Williams is still in play as well, the um, Missouri commitment from the state of Florida. So I think Tennessee will have a chance to get him back up in November as well at some point. But Kamari Copeland's a really productive defensive line guy, a guy with a high motor, and I think he matches a lot of what Tennessee wants to do on the defensive lines. I think he's been a priority, a continued priority for the Vols since they offered, and, and kudos to Tennessee there for really, you know, nailing the evaluation process um, with, with all of those guys. And they've continued to receive offers since, um, you know. But I, I think Copeland, to me, probably meshes more with what Tennessee does. But I think overall Wallace, Jamal Wallace and Brian Taylor both do a lot of really good things. And Taylor's obviously got a lot of big-time programs pulling on him as well. He's got a Georgia official visit scheduled um, and, and probably the most offers of the group. And again, we kind of talked about this on the uh, Monday night chat a couple of days ago. Uh, all across the board, Tennessee is going to be saying some, potentially saying goodbye to some seniors. But you got a lot of these guys that had that COVID year, have another year if they want yep. to use it on the defensive front. You know, Tyler Barron, we all expect him to be gone. But Omar Norman Law, we're going to watch for him. He's got another year if he wants to use it. Bryson Eason has another year if he wants to use it. Amari Thomas has another year if he wants to use it. Elijah. Sin so, I mean, again, I expect some of those guys back. Probably not all those guys, but you still need to replenish that position because you play 10 to 12. And, you know, a guy out of the JUCO ranks, 
um, especially at the line of scrimmage, where sometimes it takes a little while to transition. Uh, but a guy that at least has got some experience above the prep level is going to be key. Uh, Matt Ray, Tennessee's on the road to Kentucky this weekend. We'll come back home against UConn. We'll hit on more of this next week, but um, already a, a little bit of a week and a half out. Kind of what are the highlights for what we should expect next weekend at Neyland Stadium when some more prospects will be on campus? Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm going back to this first because it took me a minute to find it. But we, we always kind of we always kind of talk about Jake Merklinger and his, his casual stat line now. But, man, 84 completions on 120 attempts to averaging, you know, completing 70% of his passes for an average of 20.2 yards per completion, 22 touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's pretty easy to see – and what he does lines up with what Tennessee wants. Be accurate with the football, take care of the football, and win football games. Um, and he's got Calvary Day 8-0. Yeah, Eric, I think it's a little early to um, to see what comes up with UConn because I do think, you know, that, again, that Georgia game is going to be one that a ton of these recruits have on the calendar. You had guys at the end of September there, or the first week of October that were on campus that I think you'll see back again for that Georgia game. So less than really five, four or five weeks later, um, you know, so I think it'll be interesting to see who gets into town. You know, we'll kind of see where things go here over the next seven to 10 days though. Excited to be down in Bradley central on Thursday night. Me and AP got a broadcast down there for robbery Thursday, Boo Carter, Marcus Gorey, and a lot of other really good athletes for that Bradley central team. Bearden will be down there. Bearden's got a really good defense. Excited to see what boo looks like all across the board. And of course, Gorey as well on defense uh, you're going to be in attendance, hopefully, so maybe we'll get a little little selfie action on the sideline, have a little fun. But um, if you're in the area, come by and say hello. But uh, that should be a pretty good game. I know we got to say goodbye, but uh, getting to watch Boo Carter in person at this level, it's 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 fun. I'm excited to go watch him. Yeah, absolutely, man. It should be uh should be an electric atmosphere down there on on Thursday nights for a region championship. Yeah. So you know it, it's gonna have it's gonna have big implications, and um, you know it, it should be a fun game to watch. Trail Tidbits every Wednesday afternoon right here at VolQuest.com, VolQuest on the YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to your podcast. He is Matt Ray. I'm Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for being here again. It's Trail Tidbits. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.